Hello and welcome back. We're going to start the show by snacking on an old military favorite. Mark and I are going to talk a little bit about COVID again. We're also going to take a dip into trying some blind poetry. And then, of course, we're going to go back to Paranormal Corner. So stick around. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jana. And we're going to eat a military person? What? (laughs) A favorite military person, no less. So you and I have talked about this a little bit. We both have, uh, growing up, our mothers prepared chipped beef, also known as shit on a shingle. (laughs) Chipped beef on toast. Chip beef gravy on toast. And the toast is the shingle. Known as SOS. And you'd ask mom, what's SOS mean? And yeah. she would say, you know, I, I don't, I don't remember. I'm trying to think of when my mom actually said shit on a shingle. <laughs> my, my mother never called it that. Uh, she did make it sometimes with chipped beef. And, and so for anybody out there listening who doesn't know, first of all, it's a, you make a bechamel. It's a cream. Wait, uh, you make a what? A bechamel. Gesundheit. <laughs> thank you. So it's a, a, a cream or milk. Uh, it's a white sauce made with milk and flour and usually salt and pepper and some people might add garlic, but when you're making the chipped beef, usually it's just the salt and pepper. Well, recently I saw a recipe for it and it took me way back. So what usually when mom made it, sometimes she made it with the chipped beef, right? but often she made it with hamburger, but she called it hamburger gravy. See, now we never had it with hamburger. It was always chipped beef and the chipped beef, by the way, for those who don't know, I don't... I, Chip beef to me, it was looked like a pastrami in it the does, sense that it was yeah. like a thin well, red meat, yeah. sliced very thin that very. was in just strips or pieces yeah. that were in it. So that's yeah. that's and that's what I think is rolled up in a glass jar, and, right? Yeah. And very 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 salty. There was probably just one brand. It's so two because I've just, looked. For oh really? It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder it's if there were two back, back in the day. Really? See yeah. now that's surprising I mean, now. to me. Well, yeah. Well, why would it be now expensive well, and well, back I mean, then it wasn't? So I haven't gone hunting at all the grocery stores, but I right. found that you could get it on Amazon and it's ridiculously expensive oh, for okay. a little jar. Okay. So presumably somebody somewhere has it. But I, I, I saw the recipe for what mom made that was with hamburger gravy. And if you want, you can go ahead and... Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Just start well, eating. Well, still warm. Go ahead. <laughs> um, took a picture for all of you guys. So the thing that they did with this that's different, instead of it being a, a totally white... Wait, did you take a picture that showed that my plate has twice as much serving on it than your plate? No, I just took a picture of the one. <laughs> I would have had two pieces of toast too, but my stomach's a little janky today. So we'll see whether or not I make it through the whole show before I'm like, excuse me. All right, me. now initially, so you've made this out of hamburger meat. This is before right. I even taste it. Right. So it has a different looking texture. Right. Now I got to tell you, as soon as I see the texture... It looks to me like you put cream of mushroom soup on it. It does look like that. And my taste buds would, I honestly, just mentioning cream of mushroom soup, I, my mouth started watering. Oh. So now I'm expecting that, like that. And I'm not yeah, going to get no. that. And so I'm already disappointed before I even try it. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> so the recipe that I saw, though, called for um, beef bouillon, which I know my mother never, never made it that way. So I thought, wow, that's going to give it an even richer beefier flavor i would think because normally she just makes the white the bechamel gravy and there is no bouillon so that's what gives it the the darker almost mushroom soup color okay i wasn't going to call you out but now i am 
first you said bouillon, and then the second time you said bouillon. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right, God complex. Which way, do you, which way do you pronounce it? It doesn't matter. It, I, I'm it, just curious. It just comes out however it does. <laughs> <clears throat> um, okay, so when I said that it's uh, a, a mm. military thing, so commonly chipped beef would be served on toast. I didn't know that it was called shit on a shingle until um, I, when I was married, I made this one evening for my husband and I for dinner and he was like, shit on a shingle, I haven't had it so long. And this is a thing apparently in the military, uh, the armed forces. So it's considered emblematic of the military experience. Um, it's also been called besides the SOS, stew on a shingle, same old stuff, something mm. on a shingle, and right. occasionally save our stomachs. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But. Well, this tastes very good. I'm done with my first slice. These are small pieces of bread. Yeah, they're little breads. Okay. Yep. I was like, did I grow giant? <laughs> <laughs> no, it just happens to be the bread that I like. It's seedy bread. I like seed nuts so, and seeds in my bread. Yeah. That's the size they make it. Uh I like seedy women. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> so am I supposed to guess what ingredients you used? No, here, no, no. I just made it because uh, I saw the recipe. And by adding the, the beef bouillon, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> how interesting. Will this taste that much different? Mostly it looks more di it more different. It looks different because of the sauce or the it's gravy. It's a little brown is not instead as... of a little more white. Yeah. Yep, but and um, I do think it's richer. Usually, it would be a very milk flavored gravy, milk gravy with right. Hamburger. It is richer. Go ahead and take taste some, and let me talk for a little bit. Only because we keep the studio really cool because of the equipment and everything, mm -hmm. and because it's mm. been incredibly hot outside in Southern California lately, and uh, the food's getting cold really quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so get your good bites on it. This is this is good stuff. That is good. Gosh, it takes me back. I like it. The bread, the bread tastes a little too healthy, though. Sorry. For this. I'm used to, you know, I th although we we ate wheat bread in my house. We didn't have white bread that mm -hmm. I ever recall. Uh, so ours is always on uh, toasted wheat bread, but not stuff with the texture like this has. Well, I'm going to tell you in advance. Coming up. So I was telling my mother about the recipe that I'd read. And she agreed that this would be interesting to try by adding the uh, the beef at the extra beef flavoring right and she said and I had never heard this before she said when she was growing up her father used to make SOS but he made it out of with beef jerky oh interesting and, and so you know she grew up during the depression right. she grew up on a farm and so that was something that was readily available because they made their own jerky now mind you it was venison jerky and I'm not going to go out and rush and get venison, but I thought, wait a minute, what if I try making SOS with beef jerky? So stay tuned. I, yeah, I remember, because <laughs> obviously the texture of the jerky is going to be a little harder and stuff than, yes. than what we have right here. Yes. Well, my plan is to soak it. Well, this is very good. It it's, uh, certainly tastes beefier. And not mm -hmm. not as white saucier. Right. That makes I any sense. I would agree with that. And the only seasoning that I added is salt and pepper. Oh, really? Yep. Well, the bouillon has uh, salt in it. 
Yes. Right. And and whatever, whatever beef. See, I'm trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> whatever beef seasoning is. What exactly is beef seasoning in a bouillon? Anyone? Well, Anyone? I would guess <laughs> you were there at the back of the room. <laughs> <laughs> you with your hand up. Oh, you got your mouth full. You can't answer. Well, I mean, I would guess beef. <laughs> I don't know. Is beef bouillon made from beef? Is it beef gravy that's been, you know, boiled down and freeze dried? And it's got to be. How could they call it that if it isn't that? I don't know. There's a lot of things that are called cool whip. Is called cool whip, and it's not always cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I made that up. <laughs> so, that's. <laughs> Good stuff there. Janet's trying to look up bouillon. Yes, but I typed in balloon. What's beef balloon? Now it's, cha- it's trying things I'm saying, trying to say bulgogi and gosh. Bouillon is made out of pure rubber, a very stretchy rubber. Oh, wait. No, that's balloons. Uh, let's see here. All right. What is beef bouillon? Would you like to know? Well, that was the question. <laughs> Uh, it is a tightly packed, um, <laughs> dry ingredient in the shape of a cube or a brick, usually individually wrapped, dry, crumb. Okay, bouillon cube. Come on. Bouillon pay. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go back there. It's one of the easiest forms of bouillon to find. And it is. It's tight. So easy to find. (laughs) The cubes are thick. (laughs) Darn it, I missed that part. Well, here's the thing, though. (laughs) Well, okay, so it's uh, flavoring made of beef stock or or beef flavored stock, vegetables, herbs, and spices. It's tightly compressed beef stock, and it's used to replicate beef stock. So that's like saying two different things. Right, right. I guess it depends on maybe the brand you what buy. Is beef stock? I, I'm not sure. Maybe this is one of those things like uh, sausages and, and uh, laws, legislation. You don't want to see how they're made. That could be. I've heard that about hot dogs, too. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll skip uh, following up on what bouillon actually is. <laughs> it's probably, well, for example, how do you get it into a paste form? Is it just, you know, dehydrated to the point be- so that it becomes? Right, and freeze-dried like? Or, or do they add, or... like, the gelatin from bone marrow or? Cow, cow hooves. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know. Oh, well. All right. Well, moving on. Good stuff. Mark Good stuff. is a member of the Clean Plate Club. Thank you I know. for finishing I, I that finish. up. <laughs> Good for you. I'll lick the plate, too. But, uh, After you know, the show. Let's, let's finish the show. All right. <laughs> so we're going to move on. You know where we're headed now. That's where we're headed. <sighs> so what do you have on your update? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So actually, this is something from April. But I think that it's important to um, get this out there in case some of you haven't heard this. For those of you that are in a different country, possibly even depending on the state that you're in. I mean, we've mentioned this before that you, you, you kind of or I kind of feel like I'm in a bubble here. And what is... Um, Seems very politically driven and um, 
I think that's it. It seems very politically driven, certainly here in California. Yes. And so sometimes we don't know how bigger bad sense, or good States. it is anywhere else. Right. I, I, right. I don't know. I don't know how much you guys are getting. And we certainly haven't traveled out. a lot to find stuff out. Because so. we can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. Uh, real-time host Bill Maher, and again, for those of you Bill who Maher. don't oh, know who guy. he is, he's a comedian, uh, he is an actor, he's a Sorry. political um, commentator, and a TV host. And, and a jerk and an idiot. And he tends to be very liver, liber, liberal <laughs> and very critical of people who are religious, very critical of people who um, don't have different political views than him. He's critical about a lot of things. I also think, though, that he's very clever. He seems very smart. He's got um, a tongue-in-cheek sense of humor, which I appreciate about half of the time. But when he gets... Sometimes he goes too far. I got turned off by him years ago, and I dislike him. Even No matter what, even though what, whatever you're going to present, I'm probably going to agree with what he says, but that's still... I got his his arrogance and everything. I got turned off about ten years ago, and I was just like, you know what, that guy's a jerk. I don't care what he thinks. But you're bringing up the segment, so mm-hmm. I'll I'll play along. <laughs> so he had a closing monologue. This is again back in April, and he wanted to talk about the media's panic porn during the pandemic, citing a Dartmouth study showing that nearly ninety percent of U.S. national media coverage was negative in comparison to other countries, even as conditions were getting better. Wow. Marr also called out politicians who, quote, lie to, quote, save their own asses. When uh, this is, and I'm continuing to quote Marr, when all of our sources for medical information have an agenda to spin us, yeah, you wind up with a badly misinformed population, including on the left. Marr told his viewers, liberals often mock the Republican misinformation bubble, but what about liberals? You know, the high information by the science people. Marr then pointed to a Gallup survey that showed the vast majority of Democrats incorrectly overestimate the probability of being hospitalized from COVID, with 41% believing that it's at least 50% of the people that would be hospitalized. Hmm. Well, only 10% of Democrats correctly said that the probability is only 1 to 5%. Hmm. Well, 26% of Republicans said the same, stressing that Democrats were wildly off on this key question. Uh, Again, Marr says, Democrats also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID and the mortality rate among children all of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are closed are all blue states. Marr lamented, so if the right-wing media, media bubble has to own things like climate change denial, shouldn't liberal media have to answer for how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? The HBO star... <laughs> Thank you, Cardi. The HBO star blasted the Atlantic magazine for shaming the media's use of beach photos as a concern of furthering the spread of virus. Quote, even though it's increasingly looking like the beach is the best place to avoid it. Sunshine is the best disinfectant and vitamin D is the key to a robust immune system, Mar exclaimed. Texas lifted its COVID restrictions recently and their infection rates went down. And this is in April. Uh, in part because people getting outside and getting the sun and the wind and doing their thing. But many liberals think this can't be right because, well, it's a Republican state. Right. <laughs> Mar then um, praised 
different governors in different states who are like actually following the real science. So that's the gist of it. I'm not going to go through the entire thing, but um, he's basically just, well, he just says, I don't want my politics mixed with my medical decisions. And now that everything is politics, that's all we do. If they're if their side says COVID is nothing, our side has to say it's everything. Right. And that's and that's the divide. And that's that's the thing that's ridiculous is that, uh, you know, follow the science. Well, that's not the science. You're doing stuff that's not following the science. This whole thing now. Uh, so I don't know if you're aware, but there's a new variant coming yes. out. There's a L.A. variant. And and so here here in Southern California, it's the L.A. variant. I, and I don't know if they have a name for it yet. I don't. Not. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. So I'm aware of two that no, they're no, the talking new, about. Yeah. So there's, a, there's an L.A. variant, and okay. it'll probably hit in the next. Well, look, this is a uh, we're recording this over Labor Day weekend, and and our show will drop on Labor Day yeah. here, which is a holiday. So it's a three day holiday weekend here in the United States, and the news usually will take time off and wait till everyone's back before they uh, right. drop the new bomb. So we so have the, our, the new fear bomb will be some kind of Southern California yeah, variant. L.A. variant will be okay. coming out. So because of that, I was I was online, as I am, uh, arguing with other people over different things and presenting facts. So I, I had a chance to go, and part of my research, which I actually do, is uh, I went to the CDC website, which I have up right now, and it's talking about the current variant, which is the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. And according to the CDC, the Delta variant is more contagious. The Delta variant is highly contagious, more than two times as contagious as previous variants. Now, the CDC, I think, has also been politicized Mm -hmm. and has proven it that way in some of the things that it has reported and changed and flip-flopped on its whole Mm -hmm. ideas as well. But that being said, it's always worded very carefully. And I want you, whenever folks, I just, look, I don't want everyone to be as, as angry, as cynical as I am, but at least when you're reading stuff, pay attention to the way it's worded. When they're using words like may, likely, appears, those are not definitive things. Right. We do not know everything about COVID yet. It and may so, and it may not, right. in other words. They don't, they don't say that, though. They say it may. Well, it may not. Mm-hmm. It's likely. Well, maybe it's likely. Likely is a maybe. Mm-hmm. And it appears means we think this, but we're not sure. Right. So if you read it that way, then you kind of get a little bit better picture from the CDC that they really don't know yet. They're just trying to wade their way through the fog. But when they don't say it may or may not, well, now you're being political. Now you're pushing an agenda. Yes. So it says some some data suggests the Delta variant might cause more severe illness than previous variants. Now, again, some data suggest, it means it, 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 it you know, it might, mm-hmm. and it actually says it might cause more severe illness. Well, it might not. Right. But that doesn't, that's not in here. It says in two different studies from Canada and Scotland, patients infected with the Delta variant were more likely to be hospitalized than patients infected with the Alpha or the original virus that causes COVID-19. Even so, the vast majority of hospitalization and death caused by COVID-19, they say, are in unvaccinated people. Unvaccinated people remain the greatest concern. The greatest risk of transmission is among unvaccinated people who are much more likely to get infected. There's that likely to get infected. 
and therefore transmit the virus. Fully vaccinated people get COVID-19, known as breakthrough infections, which we discussed a couple weeks ago when we had uh, Dr. V- Kelly Victory on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get it less often than unvaccinated people. Now, but the thing is that statement, it, this is the CDC website. So it's admitting that if you're vaccinated, you can still get it. Mm-hmm. There, are, But it says it, that, uh, let me read that again. It says less often than unvaccinated. Well, how much less often? Yeah. Because let's say you're uh, that unvaccinated people get it. I don't know. I'm throwing out. I'm making stuff up to make a point. Get it uh, 10% of the time. Mm-hmm. And vaccinated people get it 9% of the time. Right. Well, that's negligible. I, I want agree. numbers. Don't say that, you know, present on the CDC website that unvaccinated people uh, get it more often than vaccinated people. Without and it's giving irresponsible me a number. when you look at uh, how <laughs> divided the country is. Right. And how things are shut down based on this. Yes. I mean, we have concerts where you have to wear a mask. Yeah. If you're, uh, no, some of them, everyone has to wear a mask. Some places, only the people who are vaccinated. And the whole thing doesn't make sense. The mask thing doesn't make sense to me because uh, it's a microscopic airborne thing that can go through any of these cloth masks unless everyone's wearing a a uh, perfectly fitting in 95 mask. Yes. But the thing is is that the the vaccinated people with these cloth masks on, they can get it as well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't the 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 vaccination does not stop you from getting it. Well, and I guarantee you that they are getting it. Right. Masks well, I know. not masks. I, it's I, been happening I've this had whole time. Three people that are in my circles, I say circles because I have many circles as as most of us do, but I have three people that recently got it. That were fully vaccinated. One of them, who was, who was the uh, wife of a medical doctor, who you know, you would think the culture, subculture of her house, microculture of her home. She's very careful, mm-hmm. and she still got it. So it's it's the vaccine does not keep you from getting it. It keeps you from getting, in theory, a severe form of it. Yeah, and therefore keeps you out of hospitals, which is mm-hmm. part of the whole thing. Is keep the. Uh, ICU beds available for people with other diseases or something like right. that. But anyways, it was just, that's, that's just, I don't want to spend the whole show, although we spent a, a good segment on this. But when you're reading this stuff, pay attention to the words, may, likely, appears, because that is speculation. It, absolutely. And now it's scientific speculation, but it's still speculation. Yes. And when people are arguing with me, no, it is this way, definitely. No, I just read from the CDC site and there's more on there. But, you know, where they're saying might, may, it appears. We're not sure, but this is how it is. It's not definite yet. Well, so just uh, riding alongside with that, I think about the people for the last 18, 19 months who don't know how they got it. And they stayed home and because they knew they were at risk and somehow they got it anyway. Right. People that wore the mask and they washed their hands and they bathed in that Purell and all of that and they got it. I hope that there are some actual real studies going on getting to some real answers because it feels like there isn't. How can we be 19 months into this and we still are like, what's going on? We still don't know. The sky is falling. And so I hope that there are studies going on so that we can figure out. How are people getting it? If people are doing, come on, by and large, where we live, 
people were doing what they were asked to do. Right. They may Agreed. not have liked it, Agreed. but they were doing it. Right. The, the, I would say most of the people that I saw, for example, for 19 months that didn't have a mask was probably homeless people wandering the streets. Right. And even then, sometimes I saw people that I suspected. I didn't ask them, but, you know, we've talked about it before. The look. <laughs> the, there's that look. Right. And um, some didn't have a mask, but some did. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't yeah. know if we're ever going to have all of the answers I don't know if we'll have the full one. answers, but uh, we'll just end this segment now okay <laughs> we don't well, want to talk gonna... anymore on the show about coronavirus all right how about some class and culture okay class and culture, class and what, culture. Are, what are you bringing this time <laughs> poetry mark as if i'm annoyed with poor jana <laughs> what are you bringing this time <laughs> we're gonna talk about poetry all right we're gonna do more than talk about poetry we're going to be creating Poetry. Oh my gosh! Oh boy! So it's been around for four thousand years. Welcome to the excitement part of our show. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. It's been around for about four thousand years. Uh, like other forms of literature, poetry is written to share ideas, express ex, emo, express emotions. Easy for you to express and create imagery. So here's how we're going to create some imagery. Okay. Okay. So back in the day, I when get I into wanted my poetry to. Mode. Hold on. Um, <laughs> when I wanted to entertain myself or my nieces and nephews or a friend that might be sitting with me in church, because, yeah, I know. Because uh, when you're in church, you don't want to pay attention <laughs> to what's to going do, on. You just want to entertain yourself. Something. <laughs> and so I guess it was me. I don't know if it was somebody else, but I assume it was me. Probably. What we decided was that somebody would start and write a line. So I'm going to decide right now you will do six lines. Okay. Does that bring get a ding? It's kind of <laughs> in the eighties, sort of, it would. Right? Okay, <laughs> I'll so, do one line right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so I've already started just to get the ball rolling. Um, what we do is I've written a line or a stanza. Okay. okay. And I've put the last word in the stanza so that okay. you kind of know something, and then you're going to do the same thing. You're going to put a line. You're going to fold I it over. See. You have it covered up so I can't see what you wrote. Right. But I can see the last word. Last word. And then I need to take my inspiration from that word yep. and write a line of poetry. Fold it over and then All put right, your last it. word on it. And I we'll think do we this. did this in school one time. Really? I think. Okay. I don't know. Well, so School was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> So I, I so wish, you guys, that I had some examples from all of the masterpieces that have been done through the years with nieces and nephews and church buddies. By the way, side note, and Sharon, if you're listening, I see you. Um, <laughs> she, uh, when we went to church, it was an afternoon session, and she unwrapped in the middle of church um, some foil. And in it was a little tiny piece of potato and a little tiny carrot and a meat vein or artery or whatever, because her mom made stew and there was like an artery and she put the little artery in there and brought it to me. <laughs> Just so weird. <laughs> so artery. I thought that was what you used to call like a museum with a whole bunch of paintings inside of it. <sighs> but um. <laughs> All right, so you guys, this is something that's great to do, yes, in church or when you're on that Zoom call <laughs> for work, but to entertain, you know, if you want to be like the coolest uh, parent or, or auntie on the block, 
do something like this. Okay, so it's my I, turn I now. think it would be a, a fun thing to do as a group. So, you know, a couple things about poetry that, that you know, and l- let me tell you, it was difficult to try to listen to what Jana was yes. saying and come up with something creative. So she's probably not going to pay attention to what I'm saying. So she asked me, so I wrote a, a line, you know, we'll see what it is, and then folded it over with the last word showing so that she has. But uh, So we have some information here. It says, what is a stanza? In poetry, a stanza is used to describe the main building block of a poem. It is a unit of poetry composed of lines that relate to a similar thought or topic, like a paragraph in prose or a verse in a song. Every stanza in a poem has its own concept and serves a unique purpose. A stanza may be arranged according to rhyming patterns and meters, the syllabic beats of a line. It can also be free-flowing verse that has no formal structure. You know what? And uh, that's what I did in mine. I did kind of a free-flowing verse has no formal structure because I don't know what Jana wrote before. I just know what the last word is. Okay. So, okay, now she has passed me. I have passed it back to you. Okay, I can't read this. Yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta hold on a second. It's one of those things where it's like, well, I know what it says. So. <laughs> I gotta, you know what? I'll take a picture later because okay. right now I, I, oh, it'll, it'll mess up my phone that I have the other information on that I'm reading. So <laughs> there, so there are 15 types of poetic forms, from sonnets and epics to haikus. Haikus always. Kazoon tight. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> haikus always. Um, kind of confuse me i have to okay you're turning to talk to me but i'm like right here i know but you're turning to talk to me yeah no but i'm i have to focus on this you have to talk to our you have to talk to our audience can you hear me you guys you in the back (laughs) can you hear me (laughs) can that person in the back raise your hand if you can hear but you you turn to look at me and i want to be I don't want to be rude, so I want to stop and look at you. But if I stop and look but at you, that, Mark, I'm not focusing on my poetry. Don't put that on me. <laughs> That's your problem. <laughs> All right. I'm All right, just going to show you go the ahead. hand All right. and ignore. You just ramble Haikus on. Haikus confuse me. <laughs> I still want to sing um, a Led Zeppelin song right now. Oh, man. Uh, because I can never a remember. Led Zeppelin like... ripoff song. Song they ripped off from someone See, else. See, you should be paying attention I, I to your poetry. I can't. I can't. <laughs> All right. Whisper. I'm going to whisper. Can't hear me. <laughs> what I think is really cool, and I did not know this when I pulled up some information about poetry. One of the types of poetry is called a villanelle. You guys, that's my sister's name. And when I was growing up, she was the villain. <laughs> she was mean. Do you know what she used to do? Maybe I've mentioned this before. So my sister can play the piano. Well, both of my sisters can play the piano. She would get up early, early in the morning and pound a song um, on the piano called Oh Bright Smiling Morning <laughs> and um, do that to wake up my brother and I. Can I see you uh, out of the corner of my eye. Lean and lean like that. Like I'm leaning back so I can read. <laughs> so anyhow, anyhow, there's some kind of poetry called a villanelle. Would you like to know what a villanelle is? I would. So, oops. Let's see here. No, I know. Oh. So a villanelle is a 19-line... See, all of these rules. I don't think I'm into poetry with rules. A 19-line poem consisting of five tercets and a quatrain with a highly specified (laughs) internal rhyme scheme. 
Woo. I'm going to ding Quatrain. <laughs> Originally, a variation on a pastoral, the villanelle has evolved to describe obsessions and other intense subject matters as exemplified by Dylan Thomas, author of Villanelles, like, do not go gentle into that good night. All right. All right. So I've passed the paper back over to Jana with one word only showing. So now it's my turn to jibber jabber. <laughs> <laughs> Because y'all need to know about poetry. All right. So this says, uh, my my little question I have here says, uh, what is a rhyme scheme? It says there are many types. I'm sorry. There are many different types of rhymes that poets use in their work. Internal rhymes, slant rhymes, I rhymes. I wonder if they do slant I rhymes. Oh, <laughs> that's racist. Identical rhymes and more. One of the most common ways to write a rhyming poem is to a to use a rhyme scheme composed of shared vowel sounds or consonants. I think this is a, when we think of poetry, this is what we were taught growing up, you know, the, the standard verse that, you know, rhymes every other one or something like that. And then that, that's kind of what gets in, uh, expands from there into what Jana was talking about, the quatrains and stuff like that. But I think the standard nursery rhymes that we were, were first taught when we were little kids is what, uh, I think uh, what most of us think of as poetry without thinking of the ones that, that don't rhyme. <laughs> oh, wait. Now she's laughing as she's... All right. I just, Jana I already just know part. it's going to be awesome. I just know Okay. It. So Jana has finished her part. And we're going to do one more over. line each. Okay. One more line each. Yes. All right. So there you go. Can you read that? <laughs> Knowingness. Okay. I, uh, okay. This is another thing I'm going to embarrass Jana about. Uh, Jana's handwriting is not chick handwriting. I should be a doctor. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I swear, every girl that I have known in life has great handwriting that looks like a girl's handwriting, and yours does not. <laughs> That's the best I can do right there. I can't even see it from here because I don't have my glasses on. That's the best. I just wrote my name. Oh, you're, now see, now that looks like chick writing. Well, that's the best but, I but can when you're, do. But when you're printing, it's like, what? Did someone... <laughs> Did someone dip you, a chicken's you go talons in ink and have them run over the paper? That's funny. <laughs> do your do your bit. Be artistic. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna turn yes. it over to Jana. She's gonna do something what? while I try to come up with uh, something relating to this word that I was having problems reading. Knowingness. <laughs> uh, right. So there's another thing that you guys can do, and maybe Mark and I will do it on the show. Although I don't think there's anything I can find on the internet to go along with it. You can also draw a body. And so, for example, the person might start with the head of the the thing. It doesn't have to be a human. It could be, but it could be a horse. It could be a cow. It could be an ant head or whatever. Fold it over. Do the, the last, uh, the outline of whatever the thing is that you drew. And the person will just see the, 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 the outline, that, that bottom portion, and not really know, is that the neck? Is that a shoulder? What is that? And they try to do the next part. And you can probably break it up into four pieces of a body and just fold it so that the next person can't see it. And all they see again are the the lines uh, that you bring out from the bold, folded part of the paper. And I hope that makes sense. And it's just hilarious. And it's a fun, cheap, really cheap way to, um, uh, you know what, just uh, have a good time. Am I just really easily entertained? Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished writing mine, so I'm passing it back over to Jana. 
So uh, we'll let her think while I talk uh, about, uh, let me see, what else could I talk about poetry? I actually have a list of, there's 15 different types of poetic forms, but I don't know if she's going to need that much time. Uh, there is blank verse, blank verse poetry written by, with a precise meter, almost always iambic pentameter that does not rhyme. And uh, you could learn more about that, but I know that uh, Shakespeare was known for writing in iambic pentameter. I do remember that from my high school uh, drama class and literature class. And uh, anyway, so that was uh, uh, not always sure exactly what that was, iambic. But you know what? I take that back. I did learn what iambic pentameter was. I'm actually playing a little more stupid than I am. <laughs> In uh, rhymed poetry, in contrast to blank verse, rhymed poems rhyme by definition, although their scheme varies. Of course, those of you that may remember in school, you had the A, B, C, or A, A, B, B, C, C, and various rhyme schemes. Anyone, is this coming back to anyone that's that saying, well, why did I learn that stuff when I don't need to use it as an adult? <laughs> right? Although, you know, it may happen sometime when you're doing a podcast and your podcast partner says, hey, guess what? We're going to write poetry. Although I think our stuff is uh, free verse. I don't think it's... Uh, well, would, you we'll like, see. would you like to hear it? Okay. We have it. You know what? Let me see if I have any music. Uh, to Poetry uh, music? Artistic yeah, po poetry artistic music? Artistic poetry music. Let me see what I have in the queue. <laughs> I have something here. You know, I don't have much music queued up. <laughs> Only stuff we've used on the That's show awesome. before. So are you ready? Yes. Okay, hold, hold on. Here is our... Uh, oh, you know what? I have it turned down all the way. Let me turn it up a little bit here. And it, I may have to turn it up during the reading of it a little bit. I'll try to keep it low and in the background. And uh, Jan, are you ready to read? Our I am. And I do think... Wait, wait. Our, so our I don't know what verse. you did on the page. I, I actually wrote my sentence... And then I put the final, final word, word as the, okay. Okay. You, can you see how I did that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause I, I don't know if you wrote your, okay. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I think, I, yeah. You understand how things are I think are so, yeah. Okay. All right. If so not, here we I'll go. I'll screw it up I'm and gonna, then I'll go back. I'm going to start our, it. the only music cue that I have right now. We or? don't have a title for this yet, but of course we'll have to title it and publish it. All right. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'll turn that down a little bit. Hold on. It's charming though. Hold on, wait. Oh, yeah. A diddly no. I'm going to bring it. Oh, let's see. I got to bring it. About there. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. This is our uh, poetry our music. Poetry. Yeah. I sit in silence, alone with my thoughts. Pears, <laughs> songs, feelings. It's fears. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? I'm writing in block letters. It looks like pears. Where does fruit come into this? I don't know. I would put pears. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's try this again. From the top, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you in the back row, sit down. Shh. All right, are you ready? I, I need my menopause fan. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Pears. I, mean, I got to look at this. I like pears. All right. I see. The letters okay, are I mean, kind of close together. I will give yeah. you that one. All but right. still, it's not. I know. It's it not doesn't chicken go, scratch. It doesn't go with. So the last word. Let me, I'm sorry. So I know we're just going to. But your, your, your last word was thoughts. And so I started off with <laughs> fears. Would, what? You don't think about Paris? No. <laughs> I don't think about Paris very often. <laughs> Unless she has a nice pair. Thank you. Ladies. All right. Here we go. All right. 
Here we go. Let's okay. start from the beginning. No, this is really good. I'll try so, not to okay, interrupt, but uh, we'll <laughs> see really how this good. goes. All right. I sit in silence, alone with my thoughts, fears, songs, feelings, the source of our expression, my body, my breath, my eyes, they all express and I long to read yours, mine, <laughs> and ours, all of our collective emotions are shared. The kiss, the long look, no words needed when you share a silent knowingness. Thoughts and warm feelings drive our lives in our unconscious decisions. Oh, delicious decisions. But really, there is no choice. I must breathe you in. And so, I shall. Wow. Huh? <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> I think it should have been pears, but um, that's right. <laughs> and that's how you do it. That's how it's done. <laughs> so you can be looking for that in some. Uh, well, rock we will. Song we will post that. We will post that on our social media. <laughs> we will. Will certainly. we do this version, or will we type it so that it's readable? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, we may type it and maybe somewhat. No, we won't explain it. You know what? That's what I think. I think we don't explain. It. We just put it up there. And, you know, if you don't listen to the show, you're not going to know what it is. Yeah, you're going to be like, that. what is this amazing? And I have to know where this came from. Is this right. a Sheryl Crow this song? Is, is it Zeppelin? What is this? And we'll post that on our social media. You can find us at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At Snack a Little. And if you have your own poetry you want to share, you can, you know, send it to any, any one of those. Or if you have something that you want to read, some of your own poetry, if you tried this uh, little experiment with your friends... And uh, share it with us. We'd share love it that, us. by you the can, way. Yeah, that's right. Call and, and play a little bit of music behind yourself and uh, share it on our Google Voice line. Or have a friend sing it. Yes. And uh, Google Voice line is 909-572-0278. And, of course, that scary sound effect... <laughs> getting scarier by the month we're That's getting right. closer to the witching hour we are and that brings us to paranormal corner Jana, what do you have for us this paranormal corner well there have been some things that have happened at the manor and i wanted to talk about it so i've discussed before that um at one point i had the house blessed and also um, after my divorce was final, that's when I had the house blessed. But um, also, uh, I didn't have as much uh, visitation from right, my ex-husband coming here to like get things that right. were still left behind at the house. And it definitely seemed to lighten up after that. The, everything felt lighter and just different. Right. And um, But I got to say that there are... And this has been the whole almost 10 years now that I've lived here. It's not like it happens every day. And so sometimes you go and you kind of forget about things and you're like, I don't know, maybe it's just gone. And then something happens and you're like, oh my goodness. And it brings all of the memories come flooding back of all of the other things that are so strange and I can't explain them. And so there are some things that have happened uh, recently. And so yeah, I'm curious to find out because uh, folks, she has told me these things. She has told me 
because uh, we do chit chat sometimes outside of the show. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh, I got something, but um, don't don't tell me. I'm not gonna tell you because we gotta save it for the show. So this is this is I'm I'm really on on the edge of my seat, yeah. literally right now. Well, okay. So, and I don't I don't believe I've talked about this on the show. And this is something that came up in um, a photo, in my photo memories, not on Facebook, but in my phone, my Google photos. Okay. And it's a picture of a silver dollar. And so if I have talked about it before, that some of you are new and so maybe you won't have heard this or something. But um, so I have an uncle that used to come down and uh, visit. He lived in a different state and visit my, my mother and siblings and I. And he would always bring us a silver dollar. Hmm. coin and uh i kept mine i saved them i for whatever reason i don't know which is weird right because you know you'd think a kid be like woohoo i'm gonna go buy a penny candy i don't know i don't know silver dollars were real big when we were a kid Mm -hmm. i remember when i got one from a relative and it would seem very special right it was a a big deal and i um held on to this one silver dollar in particular and I keep it in a special place, and I'm not going to tell you where because you might break into my house and take it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I keep it in a special place. Well, so I came into my kitchen one day, and there on the counter in my kitchen was the silver dollar. No way. And um, I can't explain it. And I went up to check, and sure enough, it's not there anymore. It was on the counter. Wow. Yeah. So that was a little freaky. That was recently? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Wow. I can't believe you held that in for the show. Recently, well, well, recently <laughs> enough that, uh, well, that I remember it. <laughs> but no, so I mean, this happened um, maybe more than a year or about a year or something like that. And I don't. That's why I say I'm not sure okay. if I've talked about it on the show. All right. So then, this is more recent. All right. So. I've got. Uh, I keep my comb and my brush in the the bathroom. And I was what, getting ready. What is? What's a? What'd you say? Oh, comb. Comb <laughs> yes. or a brush? I have no idea what those yeah. two things are. Okay. <laughs> so I keep them in the bathroom. Uh, I went to to get the. So what I use because I'm. Oh gosh. I try to use the comb as often as possible because I find that the brush brushes out your curls. So I was looking for the comb specifically couldn't find it anywhere i put it in the same place like every day and if i didn't it was be on the countertop by the sink right but it was nowhere when i got home from work that day there it was on the counter and um yeah somebody like you mark might be like well you're just you know you're getting older right right but it's a pre-alzheimer's thing but i mean it's right there there's like the left side and the right side of the counter and i couldn't find it any place when i got home it was there all right okay so it's weird, yes. But then, uh, about two weeks ago, so I have a fitness uh, tracker watch, and I've got the little charger for it, and I keep it with me um, at work. And um, I made a point to take it out of. So okay, so you guys backing up a little bit. I keep a backpack with me when I'm at work, and it just keeps things that I need for work and also you know some personal items in it all right so it was in there and I made a point when I got home I was standing at my dining room table and made sure to take the fitness tracker out because it was the week going to be going up on the weekend and I wanted to have it not forget to take it out plug it in have it ready to to charge the watch again during the weekend so I put it on the dining room table when I went later to plug it in it was gone 
and I'm looking around and I'm like searching the backpack. I go out to my car. I go into the kitchen. It's no place. The next morning, guess where it was? On the the bathroom counter, same place that the comb was at. But I can I can remember. I'm too skeptical on this. No, I know that you're skeptical. I think your cats are picking these things up no. and they're dropping them on the counter as if no. they, because they do the same thing with the lizard. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. I live with these cats every day. And no, there's no way. All right. Um, it's the cats. No, it's not the cats. <laughs> okay. So. Because you're talking about the bathroom downstairs or upstairs? Downstairs. Okay. Not that it's that big of a difference. I mean, if something is being transported by a ghost, yeah. it's, it's still amazing whether it's to the downstairs bathroom, but it's even more amazing it's the, if it's the upstairs bathroom. It, it, <laughs> it, it would be. Yes, it would. <clears throat> it would be amazing. But no, um, I'll just say that the I just know my cat's habits. It's just not something that they would do. I mean, they've got like, you know, different toys and whatnot that they play with, but they generally wouldn't get up on countertops and stuff with the toys and play with them up on countertops. It would just be too much effort. Hmm. It's just not, it's just not like them. Uh, All right. So then last week when Mark and I were recording, I went to throw something away afterwards at the trash can and I felt what I have felt before, which is... My only assumption, because I don't know enough about these things, but I've never felt this before until I lived here, is what I think is energy. And it was around my um, left leg, foot, ankle. Hmm. And it's just this, uh, for lack of a better way to describe it, it's like an electrical feeling, but it's not a shock. It's just, and it's not chills. It's somewhere between the two. And it doesn't stop. It's just this constant feeling of like your body on high alert and and feeling um prickly and and uh fizzly it's it's the weirdest it's a very weird feeling anyway i came in actually i don't remember i remember but i I came in like i think i just got touched yeah you remember you said that so that also happened to me actually same foot uh when i was in bed uh also a couple of weeks ago it was the left foot and ankle area and i felt a depression in the covers come down and like wow. rub across my foot and this was not i didn't move my foot there were no cats in the room the cats don't stay with me at night they get shut out of the room hmm. and so just when i think that you know things are kind of mellowing out but this is pretty mellow I mean, I've had more frightening things happen over the years that I've lived here. Uh, But it's just, it seems as though every now and then somebody is just like, oh, yes, we're still here. We're still here. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So there you go. Uh, Stay tuned, you guys, because we've got some fun plans for Paranormal Corner in the next (laughs) few shows. So stick around. Wow. Well, there you go. That's our show for this week. Uh, everyone stay uh, informed on... Uh, uh, well, shoot, now I don't even have it queued up. I was going to say... Hold, hold on. No, I can't I can say it. it if you want. Okay. On coronavirus. coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> we could re-record it and it could be me. All right. Well, everyone, be sure to contact us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's knock a little. Or give us a call on our Google Google voice line at 909-572-0278. Record a message there. We may just use you on the show. And you know what? If you do some of this poetry, you don't have to have music playing in the background if you don't want to. 
Send it to us. We'll read. We'll read your crappy poetry. <laughs> we, re- never we read ours. <laughs>